497 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just wanted to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And quite a bit has happened since the last time we talked. We got a lot to get into today, despite the Rangers not playing any games uh, over the weekend and really not going to be playing any games for the foreseeable future either uh, due to COVID just continuing to wreak havoc on the NHL. We will definitely talk about that. Obviously, this Wednesday's Rangers versus Canadians game has been postponed, and the Wolfpack also had a pretty crazy game on Sunday. Uh, just a crazy comeback, so we're going to talk about that a little bit as well. And also, the Rangers have made a couple of transactions. A lot of them you've probably heard of, but we'll get into those nevertheless as well. But we start once again with the news that Wednesday's game between the Rangers and the Montreal Canadiens has been postponed. The NHL right now is not going to be having any teams from the United States and Canada play each other uh, due to the fact that obviously there's international travel involved there and COVID once again uh, just kind of wrecking havoc right now. Ton of games being postponed, ton of players in the COVID protocol. Uh, we'll definitely talk about that, but I have a little bit of an idea as far as how the NHL could and maybe even should handle this situation going forward here. I would say with the way things stand right now, and again, I'm not a doctor or anything like that. I'm not a health expert. I'm not a COVID expert or anything like that, but I've been living through this pandemic just like you guys have since really the start of 2020, and this is just kind of uh, the best suggestion that I can possibly come up with given the current circumstances. And I say, given the way things stand right now, given the fact that there's a little bit of a holiday break coming up anyway, the Christmas break, I'd say the best thing to do right now is just to basically shut everything down through the holidays. Uh, so originally... There was going to be a three-week break in February for the Olympics, and the NHL has reportedly, it's not quite official yet, but it sounds like the NHL is definitely going to be pulling out of the Olympics uh, you know, in due time here, which is unfortunate. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more in a second here. I mean, I love seeing the NHL players play in the Olympics. It's been a long time since we have seen that. Apparently, it's probably going to be even longer until we finally do see that. But the silver lining here is the fact that there is a three-week break built into the into the schedule right now for the NHL in February to uh, allow players to play in the Olympics. Now, of course, it's now looking like that's not going to be happening. The NHL will not take part in the Olympics. But now you have this three-week uh, break, you know, this empty part of the NHL schedule. And something that you could do if you're the NHL, if you kind of just shut everything down now through the uh, the holiday break there, then what you can do is you can take a lot of these games that have been postponed and play them in that three-week area of the schedule that was originally going to be reserved for the Olympics because it certainly sounds like, again, the NHL will not be taking part in the Olympics. It's kind of a bummer, but it's probably warranted uh, given the current circumstances. So that's certainly an option. Now, obviously, this whole thing is contingent on a, a few different things. Uh, for starters, you got to hope that there aren't so many players in the COVID protocol by the time that, you know, that February three-week period comes up. But I do think the NHL could probably help itself by shutting down at least through the holiday break because regardless of COVID or anything else, the NHL was not planning on having any games on December 24th, December 25th, or December 26th, and that is what the league typically does. Uh, I'm not sure if it's always been an exact three-day break, but a holiday break is very customary for the NHL, and I believe the rosters are also frozen during the holiday break because you don't want you know one of these players to be sitting around with his family on Christmas morning, and he's been traded across the country. That wouldn't be good either. So it's a good thing that the NHL does, and so again, that means that there will be no NHL games. That was the plan all along, but there will be no NHL games on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and we're getting to the point where, I mean, the way I look at it, and it's Monday morning as I'm recording 
recording this, just to give you guys some context, this episode will be out on Tuesday. But I don't really see the point in playing any games Monday through Thursday here. You can possibly get this thing under control a little bit if you just postpone all your games. I mean, to me, if you play all these games Monday through Thursday, you're just playing with fire, and there's a very good possibility that the COVID situation in the NHL will simply get worse, and you're going to have even more players landing in the COVID protocol. I mean, how could that not happen, you know, given what we've seen in recent days and weeks? So to me, I think the best thing to do is to postpone all of the games Monday through Thursday, and it's doubly true when you consider the fact that more than half of the games that are on the schedule Monday through Thursday here have already been postponed. And again, as of this recording, let, let's just go right through it here. There's five games on the schedule for Monday. Three of them have already been postponed. There are 10 games on the schedule for Tuesday. Six of them are postponed. There are four games on the schedule for Wednesday. That includes the Rangers and the Canadians. All four of those games have been postponed. And on Thursday, there were originally going to be 15 games on the schedule and Nine of them have already been postponed. So again, why play any of them? Now, there could be an idea that, well, you know, we have to get these games in because we don't want the number of postponed games to increase more than it already has, and that becomes a mess. And you know what? Yeah, there is some truth in that. But you know what? First of all, health and safety first. Uh, there's an alarming number of players in COVID protocol right now, and that's why so many of these games have already been postponed. Uh, secondly, it goes back to what I was just talking about a second ago. You have this three-week break in February that is now going to seemingly be unused because it seems very likely that the NHL will be pulling out of the Olympics. So you can use those three weeks to make up a bunch of the games that have already been postponed. And whatever games you can't make up then, then you can tack them on to the end of the season and push the playoffs back just a little bit. And hopefully you can still have your 82-game regular season. I hope that's still the case. I hope the NHL can still get through it without risking the health and safety of the players, the coaches, the fans, everybody else. Uh, we'll see how this ends up shaking out, but I just feel like if you play these games this week, the ones that haven't been postponed, you're kind of just playing with fire and you're just kind of, um, you know, shooting yourself in the foot as far as getting this COVID situation under control. So the hope for me is that they do indeed shut down for the rest of this week. You get through a whole week without any NHL games played. Like I said, maybe at that situation, things are a little bit more under control and uh, you can take advantage of that three-week break in February that was originally going to be reserved for the Olympics. And again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not. I'm no expert on COVID. I can only go by what I've sort of picked up over these past two years. All of us have been living through these insane times together, and that's the best I can come up with as far as uh, how the NHL can get it under control and hopefully avoid a cancellation of the season because that would be the biggest disaster of all if, you know, you force your way through these couple of games here and then it gets to the point where you can't, with any good conscience, uh, have the NHL season continue at a certain point. So I really hope it doesn't come to that uh, and I hope everybody out there is staying safe and staying healthy and all that good stuff and we'll continue talking about you know, just this situation in general, and we're going to talk about, uh, again, just a crazy, crazy win for the Hartford Wolfpack last night. That was a lot of fun. I just kind of following along on social media there. But first, I just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. 
Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save? Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. And just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, so we just got done talking about how there's obviously an alarming number of players in the COVID protocol right now, and it finally caught up to the Rangers. The Rangers have really been lucky when you compare them uh, against some of the other teams in the NHL. I mean, we saw the Islanders have seemingly half their team in the COVID protocol earlier this season when they were playing the Rangers, and the Rangers basically just ran them over. We saw a situation the other night where the Avalanche had so many players in COVID protocol that they were given the option of whether to play or not. And yeah, I mean, every time you look, every time you go on Twitter, it seems like every 15 or 30 minutes or so, uh, there's a new player or even a new batch of players being added to the list. So it's really unfortunate. Like I said, the Rangers have been very, very lucky. Uh, Ryan Strom was on the COVID protocol list earlier in the season. And now we have Patrick Nemeth landing in the COVID protocol. So obviously, first and foremost, all the best to Patrick Nemeth. Although from a hockey standpoint, he might be out of protocol by the time that the Rangers actually play another hockey game because it's so strange what the Rangers are going through right now as far as their schedule is concerned. They played 10 games in the span of just 17 days, and now they're going to go nine straight days without playing a hockey game. And of course, you know, the holiday break, that has something to do with that. But even still, any way you look at it, it is very, very bizarre to play so many games in such a short amount of time and then not play any games in a fairly long amount of time. So uh, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, we're living in imperfect times right now, and uh, we'll just see how it shakes out for the Rangers. But with the game against Montreal being postponed, the next Ranger game is Monday the 27th at home against the Detroit Red Wings. That's assuming that that game can go off without a hitch. But getting back to Nemeth real quick, you know, you hear that a defenseman is going to be unavailable for the Rangers, and I think a lot of people, their ears kind of went up, and it's nothing against Nemeth, but you know that he's obviously going to have to be replaced in the lineup, and you start thinking, oh, well, maybe it's Zach Jones' time. Unfortunately, Zach Jones sustained what is believed to be a relatively minor lower body injury with the Hartford Wolfpack, and so he is unavailable at the time he is considered day-to-day, so it doesn't look like it'll be Zach Jones being called up. I mean, who knows? By the time that a week goes by here and the Rangers are actually ready to go, I mean, we'll see if Patrick Nemeth is ready. We'll see if Zach Jones is ready. We'll see how the Rangers look to play it. Uh, If the Rangers were playing right now, if they had a game to play right here, right now, today, I would imagine you'd probably see Libor Hayek and maybe Nils Lundqvist. Nils Lundqvist was out of the lineup with a non-COVID illness, so hopefully he's over that, and you know the Rangers can stay healthy. Something that some of you might be interested to know, uh, of course, the game on Wednesday is postponed, but Gerard Gallant recently met with the media as I'm recording this, and he indicated that Artemi Panarin and Igor Shesterkin would both have been good to go for that game on Wednesday against the Canadians. So that's obviously very good news moving forward. And speaking of Igor Shesterkin, he, the other day, was officially activated from the injured reserve. And in a corresponding move, Keith Kincaid has been sent down to the Hartford Wolfpack. He was actually part of that crazy win that the Wolfpack had on Sunday. Like I said, we will get to that in due time on this episode here. But 
Igor Shesterkin, I mean, listen, everybody did a nice job in his absence. We saw Alex Georgiev really step up his game. Uh, Keith Kincaid in the one game that he played, played very well for the Rangers. Adam Huska scuffled against a tough opponent making his NHL debut, but that was not completely unexpected to be sure. Uh, but Igor, you know, he comes back to a record of 13-3-2, eight goals against average of 205, and a save percentage of 937 to go along with one shutout. Have I mentioned that he's in the mix for the Vesna? Because he's definitely in the mix for the Vesna. But take nothing away from what Alex Georgiev did in Igor Shesterkin's absence. Really uh, a big time, I don't even want to say unsung hero because I think most Ranger fans are pretty well aware of what he did and how he played, uh, but his stats since taking over as the starter for Igor Shesterkin have been absolutely phenomenal, even better than you might think. If you guys remember, Igor went down in the third period of a December 3rd contest against the San Jose Sharks. Alex Georgiev entered that game with 14.52 remaining and had to hold off the Sharks because the Rangers were winning just one to nothing at that time, and that was indeed the final score. So he comes in there, makes all nine saves against all nine so shots that he faced in that game, and again, keys the Rangers one to nothing victory. But Alex Georgiev has made six appearances since that game against the Sharks. All six of them were starts, and he went 3-2-1. During that time, those six games that he started, plus the game that he came in in relief against the Sharks, he allowed a grand total of just 12 goals, and he stopped 172 of 184 shots. That's a save percentage of 935. Not too shabby for a backup goalie and somebody who was really, really struggling at the start of the season. So once again, cannot say enough about the job that Alex Georgiev did in relief of Igor Shesterkin and really probably deserved a little bit better than his 3-2-1 record when you put up numbers like that. Go with the stats or go with the eye test. Alex Georgiev was absolutely fantastic in Igor Shesterkin's absence. And, you know, Keith Kincaid, I want to talk about him real quick too because he's been sent back down to the Wolfpack. He did a nice job in his lone start. Uh, stopped 29 of 31 shots, I believe, was the final tally and led the Rangers to a, a victory. And props to him for being a professional. You know, he's somebody who has spent a lot of time in the NHL and he could throw a fit about being sent down to the AHL. He has not done that. He's accepted the role that the Rangers have had and he's mostly answered the bell whenever the Rangers have had to go to him. Uh, just the one game this season, but a handful of games last season as well. And, you know, I've talked on here about how the Rangers could end up trading Alex Georgiev because he is a restricted free agent in this upcoming offseason here, and they still might trade him. But I'd say another option that's at least on the table for the Rangers, you could trade Keith Kincaid. Uh, I don't think you would get nearly as much for Kincaid as you would get for Georgiev, given their respective ages and given, you know, the upside. I think there's certainly more upside with Alex Georgiev than there is with Keith Kincaid, excuse me. Uh, but Kincaid, unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. And if there's a team that's playoff bound, maybe they're looking for a veteran backup for the stretch run and into the playoffs themselves, then I could see there being some interest. And, you know, if the Rangers really like what they saw from Alex Georgiev and they really want to hang on to him and they feel good about him being the backup as they continue their march, hopefully to the playoffs, then maybe they let him play out this final year of his deal. And then, of course, again, he is a restricted free agent. We'll see how the Rangers look to to play it. I get the feeling that this one way or another, as I've said all along, will be Alex Georgiev's final season with the New York Rangers. And so, you know, the other school of thought here, of course, is that, well, Alex Georgiev just really, really improved his trade stock given how well he played uh, throughout this stretch here. So a lot of different ways this thing could play out. We'll keep our eye on it going forward. But uh, as well as these guys, Kincaid, and Georgiev played in Igor's absence, I think uh, we're all pretty happy to get Igor Shesterkin back in the lineup. And it sounds like as soon as the Rangers next hit the ice, and again, that would be a Monday, December 27th clash against the Detroit Red Wings. I think we're all going to be pretty happy that Igor's back out there. So definitely looking forward to that. And like I said, 
Uh, we will get to that Wolfpack crazy game in just a second here. But first, just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, so like I was saying in the intro, let's go ahead and talk about just this crazy Hartford Wolfpack game from Sunday against the Springfield Thunderbirds. The Wolfpack. Came back from three goals down to win this one four to three in a shootout. And not only were they down three to nothing, but they were down three to nothing with less than two minutes remaining in the second period. So just a great rally by the pack. Uh, you had the first goal scored when Johnny Brodzinski sprung Anthony Greco into the offensive zone. Greco then left the puck for Tim Gettinger. Gettinger drives it home, makes a score three to one going into the second intermission there. The Rangers get another one back when Ty Ronning passes to Patrick Kodorenko. Kodorenko moves the puck back to Hunter Skinner at the blue line and Skinner takes a shot from the point there just absolute snipe blast at home and it's now three to two and then the Wolfpack had to pull their goalie with less than a minute remaining in fact there were 42 seconds left the Wolfpack got an offensive zone draw the net is empty and Morgan Barron wins the faceoff to Tarmo Reuninen. The Rangers work the puck around the perimeter, and then Greco passes in front to Johnny Brodzinski. Brodzinski scores from the left faceoff circle with just 33 seconds remaining, a wicked one-timer there, and the game ends up in overtime. It ends up in the shootout, and it comes down to the bottom of the third, so to speak, in the shootout. To this point, nobody had scored. Kincaid had stopped all three shooters from Springfield, and neither player on the Hartford Wolfpack had scored, so it's up to Tim Gettinger to get the Rangers the win, and he does exactly that. He goes flying in up the right side, builds some speed, and uh, it looked like he went five-hole on social media, you know, watching these Hartford Wolfpack games, it's not always easy to tell what happens because you don't have all the different camera angles and all the zoom-ins and slow motion and all that stuff. But just going by social media, it looked like he went five-hole. Either way, Tim Gettinger wins the game for the Wolfpack in the shootout. He is now three for four overall in the shootout this season and has won three games in the shootout for the Hartford Wolfpack. So that's pretty crazy. Uh, your third star of the game is Colton Ellis. If that name doesn't sound familiar, it's because he is the goalie for the Springfield Thunderbirds. The second star is Keith Kincaid. He stops 21 of 24 shots, including all three shooters on the shootout. And then Tim Gettinger, your first star. He has a goal. He has five shots on goal. And of course, the shootout game winner. So very, very cool to see the Wolfpack pulling out a win like that, rallying, not giving up. Very, very nice to see. And with that win, the Wolfpack now sits second in the Atlantic Division. They trail only this very same Springfield Thunderbirds team that they just defeated. Springfield on the season is 15-7-2-1. That gives them 33 points. The Wolfpack just four points behind Springfield with a record of 
two and one. Now, it should also be mentioned, though, that the Wolfpack does have three games in hand on Springfield, so they kind of control their own destiny as far as winning that division is concerned. But it's really nice to see uh, some young Ranger prospects. I mean, not everybody down there is like an A-plus prospect. There's a lot of guys who are there and, uh, you know, hoping to get back to the NHL. You know, guys like Brodzinski, guys like Tim Gettinger. We've seen these guys play a handful of games on the New York Rangers, but it's just good to see uh, the Wolfpack excelling. You know, the Rangers are having a heck of a season, and so too are the Hartford Wolfpack. And, you know, it's looking like the Wolfpack could be uh, a playoff team at some point. And it's funny because I've never been to a Stanley Cup playoff game, and eventually I got to get to one, preferably the Rangers, obviously. But, you know, thinking about it, if the Hartford Wolfpack get to the playoffs, I think that could be a ton of fun. I have been to some minor league playoff hockey games, and they're absolutely wild, but it's been years and years and years since I've been to one. So if the Wolfpack get in, uh, I'll let you guys know, and maybe some of us can meet up at a Hartford Wolfpack playoff game because I think that would just be a ton of fun uh, to see the Wolfpack doing their thing in the postseason there. And one other thing that I want to talk about here today, you know, we're talking about the Hartford Wolfpack and some of the prospects on the Rangers. There's a certain prospect that is absolutely just killing it in the OHL right now, and that would be Mr. Brennan Othman. If you guys remember, he was the Rangers' first-round pick this season. He was taken number 16 overall by the Rangers. I didn't really mind the pick. I mean, there were a couple of other guys that I was looking at with that that selection there for the Rangers. You know, we did a whole bunch of episodes where we were looking at certain players that might end up being picked by the Rangers and guys that I like. And I did mention Othman as one of the possible selections that, you know, the Rangers might go with at number 16 overall there. But the only reason why my eyebrows went up a little bit is because he's a left winger. And that's not to say that he can't possibly switch positions or nobody on the Rangers can possibly switch positions. And I understand that, you know, the complexion of an NHL team can change quite a bit in a short amount of time. And obviously, you know, when a certain prospect gets to the NHL, then maybe at that point there's a, an opening at whatever position that player might play. But when you look at left wing for the Rangers, I mean, you've got Artemi Panarin. He's not going anywhere. You've got Chris Kreider. He's under contract for a long time. He's not going anywhere. And you've got Alexi Lafreniere, who presumably is not going anywhere. I mean, I know his name every once in a blue moon will come up as like some kind of crazy trade idea, but I can't see the Rangers doing that. I think they believe in him, and I think he will continue to develop and eventually turn into the player that the Rangers hope that he will be. But, you know, you look at all that, that's three big-time left wingers, and it's like, where is Brandon Offman going to play? Now, of course, he could be maybe like a fourth-line type player. Uh, he does have a skill set that would seem to translate to the fourth line. By all accounts, you know, when the Rangers chose him, they were looking at him as kind of like a defense-first forward, you know, just a gritty, pain-in-the-butt kind of player to play against. He himself has described himself that way, but... Man, is this guy lighting up the OHL right now. Without any further ado, I kind of left you guys hanging there for a second. Let's look at his stats with the OHL Flint Firebirds, where he is currently an alternate captain. So he has played 24 games with the Firebirds so far this season. He has scored 20 goals, and he has dished out 17 assists. So 37 points in just 24 games for Brandon Hoffman. Look, I realize the OHL is not the NHL. Those numbers at a certain point are going to come back down to earth at least a little bit. But I don't care what level of hockey you're in. 37 points in 24 games is tremendously impressive. So very, very cool to see Brandon Hoffman, uh, you know, basically just lighting up the OHL, like I said. And this is something that we'll continue to do. Obviously, there's a lot of time between Ranger games right now. We'll take a look at different prospects uh, that the Rangers have, whether they're playing the AHL, the OHL, whatever HL that they're in. We'll take a look at them. We'll do kind of a prospect spotlight from time to time. We did a Locked on Hartford Wolfpack episode a while back, and a lot of you guys really seemed to like it. And, you know, there was a little bit of clamoring for uh, a little bit more focus on Ranger prospects. So I'm going to try to work that into the show going forward. And no better time than now with the Rangers having, you know, basically a week and a half between games here. Uh, but that will pretty much do it for today, guys. The only other thing I want to mention is that if anybody has any trade ideas for the New York Rangers, 
uh, as far as guys that you'd like to see this team target, or maybe even guys you'd like to see them trade away. I would think more guys to acquire would make more sense, given the fact that the Rangers look like they're going to be buyers for the first time in a very long time. But if you have any ideas, definitely feel free to email them to me or DM them to me on Twitter, whatever it might be. Let me know at the end of the month here. We might take a look at some of the ideas that you guys came up with and even read them on a future episode of Locked On New York Rangers. And one last thing that I wanted to mention here before we close for the day is that there was this weird thing going on in the last couple of episodes where the intro song by Pacifier did not appear at the start of the episode. Thanks to those of you that pointed that out to me. So basically what happened, I'll keep this as short as I possibly can. The program that I used to record the podcast did like an automatic update. And the way it works is there are a couple of different tracks that you can use you know, when you're laying out an episode. And so naturally what I do when I'm talking and the music's playing at the same time, my voice is on one track and the music is on another track. And that's the best way to just kind of set everything up. I can let the music play and I can talk. Uh, but with this automatic update, apparently what this program decided to do all on its own is when I then export the audio, it basically just pulls from the one track. And so that's why the music has been missing because the music is typically on a separate track. So I'm going to do my best to try to figure that out. Always a risky business. I'm not always the best with technology, but we'll see how this goes. And uh, either way, thank you guys for pointing that out to me. And uh, yeah, hopefully the music will be included on today's episode. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our next episode, we're going to be doing a special crossover with Locked On Montreal Canadiens. Initially, we were going to be previewing the game. I think now we'll just talk about some general hockey stuff because uh, the Canadians aren't going to be playing anytime soon either. But that'll be a lot of fun. Always enjoy doing the crossover episodes. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms.